Welcome back to the Gadget Spot. Mm, I'm liking this chill music, Tony. Yeah, this is some chill one. It's called yeah. Night Driving. Back again. Please don't move your head like that again, Owen. It's creeping me out. I know. It's <laughs> like showing, my, of, showing my elder millennialism. Some sort of bearded emu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of practice doing that move. You want to know how? No. Slow rock and roll music like this. Oh. Is this rock and roll? This isn't rock and roll. What is this? Electronic. I don't know. This is the Gadget Spot where we talk about tech gadgets and video games. Let's introduce our panelists. He's with a head like a moving like a bearded emu. It's Lane. Owen. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's me. Yeah, that was me. We just that's, that's we, we went over that. We just established this. Uh, yeah, here I am again. Follow me on Twitter at Technoan. I'm usually there. Actually, no. I. It's almost too. It's almost too caustic to be there now. It's too crazy. I don't. I've fled. Even 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 my lurking has been affected, and I've. And I've jumped off. Oh, running away, eh? Yep. Well, just backing away. Mm. But still watching. Always watching. <clears throat> All right. So. So it's really no different. Yeah. It's basically no different. Morty at 84. Follow me on, on there. Nope. That's my gamer that's, tag. That's your gamer tag, <laughs> man. At, at Technoan. <laughs> hey, follow me go. on Xbox, too. There you go. Sure. Both of them. Why the heck not? Yeah. Welcome for the first time to the Gadget Spot. Sitting in substitution for... Lando and James, it's Lang. What's up? So I'm hey. like a third level intern, the intern to the intern to the intern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're still in the building. That's right. And you showed up, which is better than the other two interns. <laughs> Good <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pimp your, pimp your stuff, Lang. My stuff, I actually just, I topped on Twitter just to see back in the day what you guys were doing to see if I could add, you know, a couple of followers to you guys, but now I have to follow the pack out. My stuff is mostly on Instagram. Um, you can try to hit me up on LangCCV if I know uh, that's my private account for kid pics and dog pics. And then my main thing is Gun Plus Skyfire. That's where I go on Instagram Live quite a bit, and I've learned a number of tech gadgets that I use on there for streaming. So come check it out. Nice. All right. It's Jaren. Hey, this is Jaren. I just wasted $10 on a game that I thought was a different game. Oh, um, wait. I have a sound for that. Uh, hang on a sec there. Great job. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, I think you fell into a trap. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Yes. Who knew that Weird West and Evil West were two different games? I did. Tony did. He okay. corrected you. I'm the one that told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened I, in real time. I happened to see a tweet when I was out with my family doing something. I'm like, what? That game just came out and it looks kind of like Doom. I'm in. That's Evil but, West. Yeah, that's Evil West, not not Weird West. Anyway. Is there any, um, was there any purchase reviews underneath that said, wait, this wasn't the right game and everyone else did the same thing too? <laughs> there will be soon. <laughs> yes, there will be soon. <laughs> customer Jaren 1, customer Jaren 2, customer Jaren 3. <laughs> And we got a host. His name is Tony. It's me. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Geek Show podcast. All right. Uh, big time shout out to our awesome Patreon backers. Uh, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for helping donate to this uh, podcast using this digital tip jar. Digital tip jar. Got it. And uh, gadgetspot.com. 
or excuse me, gadgetspot.net. Check on the link there or go to patreon.com slash gadgetspot. You can uh, throw throw a few, a few bucks our way each month if you want to. If you don't, that's okay too. But if you do, and it's $6 or more a month, you get a shout out, which, which Jaren has right now. Thank you today, AJ Jasper. I can speak David Broshinsky, Connor Kesaw, Aaron Young, Stuart Lloyd, Wiffleball Tony, and V for Valentine. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Mark Cope. Eight out of ten kids disapprove of Owen's parenting. Oh, Man, Owen. Andy Bird, Eric Steinman, <laughs> Eric Cruz, Nathan Motzkus, Matt Nelson, V the eight-year-old. Y'all should check out Hendrix Craftsman on Instant TikTok, G-Spot Paparazzi, <coughs> Josh Dorius, Dick Messerly, Splinter, Adam Foote, Aaron Faulkner, Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Ryan M. and Adam Hecht. Thanks, All right, guys. thank you, you so much, Patreon subs- backers. If you subscribe at any tour, any tier now, you also get to be branded with the gadget spot orange in our Discord. Yep. As a as a patron, as a patron, I can talk too. See, Jaron, you're infectious. I think is that all. like an orange check mark? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's an orange check mark. Yeah, it doesn't it means, cost you eight whoa. bucks though. That's no, for sure. Nope. <laughs> and we're not going to take it away. Nope. Unlike. Yeah twitter there you go yep that's one of the benefits of patreon another one is uh you get ad free shows on patreon a day early that's right so that's pretty cool all right uh let's see we got some uh emails we got an email we got an email all right from ryan mcqueen he says i remember you guys talking about a family option for game pass a while ago i've looked through microsoft but don't see it offered in the u.s yet have you heard any more about it being offered here Thanks and appreciate the show every week, Ryan. Well, Ryan, the answer is no. <laughs> it was a, it was a trial in other countries, but uh, nothing here. If I remember yeah. correctly, it was like Brazil, and I think there was one other one they were trying it in, and I, they probably still are trying it there, but it's not in the U.S. So we have to wait for the cool family share style Ultimate Xbox Ultimate. Mm. Game Pass. Doing so well here. Do you think they need to make it, bring it over here as a family plan? Uh, well, I guess they'd have to weigh out the, the cost benefit to it. I guarantee they would lose some uh, revenue because you'd have people grouping up that weren't grouped up before. But on the same note, they would also probably gain some revenue because there would be people that Couldn't want to participate in a group that wouldn't do it solo anyway. So... You know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I think maybe in the long run, they'd probably make more money. Right. Well. Hmm. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Let's talk about some stuff. It's Thanksgiving week, and uh, this has nothing to do with that. I just thought I'd let you know. We don't have any Thanksgiving tech to talk about. <laughs> there but might, be some, there this, might be some Black Friday deals coming you know. out. You know, keep your eyes open for some cheap gadgets this yeah. week. Yeah. Okay, speaking of that, actually, I have noticed, the only thing I've noticed, there's been a big uptick in deals, and maybe this is because I'm not looking very hard, but I have noticed a lot of SSD sales uh, this last week or so. So if you're in the market for an NVMe SSD or a SATA SSD, now's the time. They got some good deals. Yep. Yeah, I got. I scored a nine Samsung 980 Pro for like 162. It was insane. Two terabyte. Two terabyte, yeah. yeah. NVMe PCIe Gen Four. Wow, it's yeah. excellent. So that's kind of the only thing I've seen. I don't know if you guys have seen anything else, but uh, you know, I 
I finally pulled the trigger on that on some subscription on a subscription service for MX Tabs. So if you mm. like that, uh, I don't know what that is. Or, for guitar, cool. for guitar learning guitar. Bunch oh, of, tablature. Okay, yeah, oh. tablature. So if you, oh, how much? 20, Twenty bucks for the year. Oh, that's good. Nice. I was. I might do uh, that. MX Tabs. Um, MX it's an tabs. app. Or MX Guitar Pro. I can't remember. They've changed it over the years. But if you've ever searched for guitar tabs online, it'll be like the first one that always comes up. Um, That'd be super nice because whenever I search for tabs, and mm-hmm. it's been a while because I'm lazy, but uh, trying to find the good one and then printing it out, which mm-hmm. is a pain because this one, nothing's ever when you formatted go, well. When you go with this paid service for, for well, mine was 20 bucks for the year, um, it has scrolling. So if you're trying to learn and play at the same time, it'll scroll through the tab as it goes up. It'll mm-hmm. show you the chords. It's a bunch of... It's a, it's fantastic. I paid for it before and then let my subscription lapse and then they hit me with the old, you know, $20 for the year. And I was like, all right. So I don't know if that's a returning customer promo or not, but it was when I, I was just searching online and hit the button and it opened up in the app and it was like, Hey, 20 bucks for the year. I was like, sure. So black Friday, black Friday deal. They say, nice. but that was, that was worth it. That's the only thing I've. I've gotten for Black Friday for a long time. I buy a Hulu <laughs> subscription every year because yeah. the week of Black Friday, they always discount it to $2 a month for yeah. an entire year. Yeah. A lot of subscription services do that wow. kind yeah, of stuff. I think stuff. Paramount Plus did that this year too. But have you but, guys noticed that Black Friday is now becoming Black November month? Oh, yeah. Or, or an, yeah. And it's yeah. like when everything, when every day is special is any day special. Like that's like, it feels contrived at this point. Like, yeah, well, Lang and I were talking before you guys got on in the room, and we were both kind of like, hasn't been any really awesome Black yeah. Friday stuff for a couple years. Just a big old meh. Yeah. yeah. And I feel oh, like when, they when did has, that watered that they watered that down on purpose. What? When has Black Friday ever not been contrived? That's well, the very used, definition it used to of be, contrived. It used to be stand outside the building, yep. sleep in tents. It was an event, you know? And Everyone then, got excited yeah, to be outside like, and go stand in line with your friends. and yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Just like 10 years ago, like yeah. Thanksgiving you eat, and then everybody all of a sudden in the evening is like scrounging through yeah. all the newspaper ads like, <laughs> like a oh, bunch man. of crazy hobos in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, it was it was... It was crazy. You go, you cut line out there. You taking your life into your own hands. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like I remember, I'm out of state, but one of my favorite things on Black Friday, like, see, oh, and you're in Davis County, right? Mm-hmm. Does Smith's Market's Place still do like the dollar socks? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, Bountiful. And, yep. So that was that's a whole adventure right there. Uh, I haven't been up there for that for a, a long time. But wait a minute, that's like a thing. Every year they did dollar oh, yeah. socks. Mm-hmm. That was a. Like nice Adidas sports socks for pairs are like a buck or two. And that's it. Huh. Yeah. It was such a weird thing, but they had yes. tables full. Very but now it, doesn't, now it doesn't feel as special anymore. Like mm-hmm. everybody's like, mm. <laughs> I think we can just convince everybody to come in all month long. Yeah. Because, you know. And spread out the load of, spread, of the crowd. And all you have to do is say it's Black Friday deals for the entire yep. month. And there was like, ah, oh, I didn't miss out. I'm sure that there will still be the doorbusters, right? They call them doorbuster deals now, mm-hmm. which is the code for you slept outside like a hobo trying to get a free TV or a cheap TV. But yeah, look at Owen being all judgy about hobos. Uh, true. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe you know what? Hobos need TVs too. You're absolutely right. I rescind <laughs> my remarks. I rescind that absolutely. I'm sorry if I've offended any of you hobos out there listening. <laughs> 
<laughs> or if you know a hobo out there that might think of listening, I also apologize. Owen, so. you're the closest wow. I know to a hobo. Exactly. Ooh, I thought wow. I had some street. I thought oh, I had wow. some street cred. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Owen's allowed black. to use that word. None of us, though. Yeah, I have street cred. <laughs> hobo. I can't yeah. say it. That's no. I'm not allowed to say it. I still have my purchase from Black Friday. I haven't even touched from last year. What is it? All the Arkham Asylum games for ten bucks. Oh man, that's ten dollars well spent. Yeah, but I haven't even touched them on here. I keep I had uh, to get them though. Had to get them. Uh, me and Owen keep popping on in, Halo, and I don't have the time. In yeah. the words of my friend Rebecca Frost, that sounds like a you problem. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me. I don't want to know how much money I've spent on games I've never touched. Oh, neither do I. Weird West is a recent example. <laughs> You'll never touch that. <laughs> Ten dollars, not well spent. What about the money other people? Have? What was that game James gave you that you never? Rimworld. Oh, oh yeah, Rimworld. A, yeah, a, a trash of a game right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even here to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of games, we got some game news. We got some game reviews. Um, let's talk first about uh this just came out today this news and i thought it was really cool and i don't need it but i'm probably gonna buy it uh hyperkin is bringing back the xbox 360 controller I yeah this you, and, hmm. i th- to me this was the first modern controller yeah that same. was actually yeah. good mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. the xbox oh, the the original xbox tank uh, system had the controller S, which was the uh, foundation for the Xbox 360 controller. If you go back and look at that, um, and it was so close to good to like really good. Was but, it wireless? Uh, no, it wasn't wireless. I have that still. Like, but the but yeah, the, the Xbox 360 controller was just like I picked one up the first time, and I'm like, oh my, this is <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, oh like you you started off with the Nintendo sixty four controller, which is just <laughs> horrible, <square>. complete trash. <laughs> and then Sony they just shoehorned two little joysticks on their Dual Shock controller, and yep. it, it never felt right. No, and, and somehow it lasted. They've never strayed from it. It right, lasted three reason. generations without any yeah. changes. Yeah, and then uh, Dreamcast controller. That's actually a pretty good controller, but it's only one joystick. Yeah. So it's still kind of awkward um, for like modern games. Same but, with the uh, N64 yeah. Trident, mm-hmm. and the GameCube controller. Some people like that. Eh, it's okay. The GameCube controller would have been great if they'd have put a regular size uh, C stick. The C stick on there, the, yep. the yellow one. If it had just been a regular size thumbstick, it would have been great. But they put that little nub in there and made it so that it was harder to use. Clumsy. Yeah. Well, I don't think Nintendo even comprehended third or first-person shooters or anything no, like that. Not really. Mm-hmm. Even though they released um, Metroid, but anyway, yeah, Xbox 360 controller, great controller, and Hyperkin is selling it for what? What's the price on here? I don't know. Um, anyway, they're they're license, licensing it from <clears throat> Microsoft, and uh, their Duke controller was $70, and I don't think they have a price on here yet. No, that was also have, licensed. hasn't been announced yet. From Microsoft. Yeah. I like well, that they're calling USB-C it. a port on it, which is nice. It's called the Xenon. I like they're calling it a Xenon because the Xenon was the code name for the Xbox 360. Mm. 
Yeah. What, what be, what Think about that. Oh. What, what benefits <laughs> this Are they already selling? Are they already selling nostalgia for the Xbox 360? Is it that old? Oh yeah, dude. The oh 360 is like 20 years old, man. It came out. So, least, yeah. I'm so it, old. The Xbox 360 came out in 2005, if I believe, which mm-hmm. makes it almost 18 years old. years old. And so this is a this is a grab at nostalgia money, then. Like this, like why would you get this? I mean, it's still a good controller. It's got all the modern buttons that you need. It's comfortable. It, they even added some buttons on there for like, uh, you know, share yeah. and whatever. BS right. that they add on those the controllers standard, now. Right, the standard Xbox. Yeah. Three lines and double square buttons. Okay. So yeah, I, I like I said, I don't need it, but uh, it's cool, and I think I'll buy it. You're gonna you're gonna get one of these. I think I'm gonna get one. Yeah. For what what purpose? Owen. I'm sorry. Never mind. Owen. I rescind my... <laughs> Why are you even on this show? I don't know. I retract the question. <laughs> you know For what, what purpose? If we asked that question on everything we bought, yeah, I, I <laughs> wouldn't be nearly as happy. Oh. And I'd be a lot richer. Oh. Or he yeah. just quit misspelling stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, was the, it was the CPU that was in the Xbox was Xenon. Codename Xenon. The Xbox itself, the 360 itself was codenamed Trinity, I guess. Ooh. Yeah. Xenon. Anyway, yeah, I think that I think this is really cool. Um, and I'll probably end up picking one up. Because you can use it on PC as well. What am I saying? I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to put it in yeah. a box and it's going to sit <laughs> yeah, on the shelf. It yeah, it doesn't have any paddles. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have, I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's going to look cool and it's going to remind me of the good old you, days wow, of the Xbox 360. Fallen prey to nostalgia already. Dude, you have no idea. I bought the Genesis Mini 2. You got that? Yeah, I got that. Uh, <laughs> How many I took times it out have of, you played it? I haven't even hooked it up. I took it out of its <laughs> box to look at it. I put it back in its box, and Neat. now it's on a shelf. Neat. Good day. And uh, do I regret purchasing it? Yes, but I will not regret <laughs> This controller. This one you won't regret. Because I have sure. a boatload of you nostalgia see, for the, the Xbox 360. You, like dear listener, you, dear listener, are literally hearing nostalgia flood his brain mm, with so hormones good. and dopamine mm. to overcome the logic of buying this. In my head, I've already bought it. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Also in the gaming uh, circle here, uh, let's let's do some game reviews. We've got three game reviews to talk about today. We'll kick it off with uh, Lang is going to review Overwatch 2. Gosh, that's so demanding. So Overwatch 2, um, how many have tried Overwatch 2 on the panel so far? Anybody? Just me? Just you. Oh, wow. I so, played Overwatch 1. <clears throat> yeah, Overwatch I played the first one, one uh, <laughs> you know, a dozen hours or so. And for the most part, it's pretty close to the same thing. Um, so I did the beta, and the beta was good. You could see some of the differences they've done. But I think just like on the podcast that's been talked about with Halo, how they just haven't put all of the things that need to put in the game. Oh, they're doing a piecemeal launch with this one as well? It's mostly with... I feel like it's the characters. So they went from mm. loot boxes to the same thing like Battle Pass. And it's like, uh, why are we doing that now? So it feels like they're copying it a little bit. 
Um, I went and saw some reviews online, and I put it in the show notes. The original Xbox <clears throat> got a 10 out of 10, or Xbox, what am I saying? Overwatch got a 10 out of 10 rating because it's great, it was new, it was awesome. But this one got an 8 out of 10. Um, don't worry, Owen. It's... <laughs> I know, I'm not triggered. <laughs> I barely feel it anymore. <laughs> but... We're worried about your children, not you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. So I think the big things with Overwatch 2 that one thing that's really kind of ticked me off is that it's not very welcoming to somebody starting off right off the bat because mm. yes, it's free to play. That is a huge plus. It is free to play. But when you start it up, because we started an account for my boys, we can play. He plays on the console and I play on my PC and we can play together. But his account, since he's so fresh on it, since it's free to play, he only has maybe a quarter of the characters. Like, it makes you play to unlock the characters, which is a bit of a grind, and I don't like that. If anyone had a Battle Pass or a Battle Net account before, it takes all of your info across to the new Overwatch 2. So for me, I didn't lose anything. I still have all my skins, I still have all my stats, everything. Um... I didn't like how it starts for new folks. Um, the good side that has me optimistic, I don't know if you guys saw some of the trailers when they were in development saying, oh, it's going to have skill trees. Oh, it's going to have all these different abilities that you can adjust and everything. That's not there. I was going to say that sounds like really hard to balance. Yeah. And with I think multiplayer they, games. Yep. But the thing is that they did promise a campaign. And so... I was excited because if you haven't seen any of the shorts from Overwatch, I think they could easily make a movie out of them. I think they're so great and entertaining. Um, the first time that I thought, okay, a campaign is going to be possible is this last Halloween special that they did. Before they just did, okay, let's do a defense against the zombies from Dr. Junkenstein. Like They did that year after year after year. Mm -hmm. this one felt like an actual campaign where you went and you had to search things, get items, um, take on mid-level bosses. So it was kind of like fun, kind of like zombies in call of duty. That's what it was before. It's not like that anymore. Like this one that they did this, they completely redid it. Hmm. And it was, you had to go through the different levels of the castle. You had to fight, different characters it was completely restructured and i really really liked that so that just for that has given me a lot of hope and the last thing from the traditional six on six with overwatch it's now just five on five they took out one of the tank rolls so for me i'm giving it a seven out of ten seven out of ten yeah just a straight if you love it, you love it. But if you don't, it's going to be a hurdle to get back into it. Especially if you, wanna, if you don't start with all the stuff, right? Well, like, that's what I was going to say. Kind of have yeah. this like grand, grandfathered content is cool. So if you start, if you had it before, you get some perks. But if not, yeah. you get a... Suppose you're a well-heeled player and you want to just throw some money at Blizzard and unlock all the characters. Can you do that still? Yeah, it's similar to the Battle Pass on Halo where you have... Remind me, it has... The regular level up and then the battle pass level up with more extras, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? 
Yeah, when you get you'll get a double pack or whatever. Yeah. So it's similar to that where it has a linear, here's your progression, and there's ten items. If you don't have the battle pass, you may get one or two of those items. Yeah. Right. And some of them are characters, I I, some of them are items. I think I calculated yeah. that for for uh for Halo and it was like three out of ten. Every so like three out every, of ten. For every yeah. ten for every ten awards you'd get three if you didn't have battle pass. So But even if you did buy the battle pass on Overwatch, you still have to progress through it to unlock the characters. You can't just pay twenty five bucks and get all the characters unlocked right from the get go. Don't know, I haven't paid. Oh. I yeah. I doubt it. I think you can buy some of the skins and things like that. Huh. That they're advertising. Like I think if you paid I was telling Tony this way back when the beta was launched. They that you either had to wait for the beta or you could pay forty bucks, get into the beta, and then you gave you some skins. It was one of those two ways. I was. Do you get the campaign if you pay that. If you pay that forty bucks, do you get the campaign when it comes out, or is that just they charge they you forty? They haven't advertised the campaign. They don't. Yeah, they, <laughs> they haven't like, even said we they promise have a campaign. A campa- we promise a campaign someday. Someday, you yeah. know, just a lot like Halo. Five yep. years from now, Where they're like, "You'll have Forge, yeah, soon." And I have months. a, I have a very, I'm addicted to Overwatch, even though it's a poor game. I have some regular friends I play with out in the Midwest, so I'm stuck. Mm, I know how that goes. All right, seven out of ten for Overwatch Two. There you go. You you heard it here. Uh, let's talk about the biggest game to come out this year. That's not true. Sonic Frontier. No, boo. Get that out of here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's a freaking awesome game. Get out of here. Wait, I have noises for that. I was going to say. There it is. What, are we, are, I mean, when you. We're talking Gods of War here? Is that what Yeah, you're? we're talking God of War Ragnarok, of War. baby. Yeah. Uh, the sequel to my favorite game of the PlayStation 4 Xbox One generation. Uh, absolutely. I absolutely loved God of War 2018, and now, what is it, four years later, we have a sequel, God of War Ragnarok, um, coming out on PS4 and PS5, and uh, the the short review of the game is uh, 9 out of 10. It you're is... Save, you're just slow. You're, you're savoring it. You're, you're going through this... Yeah, I'm about halfway through. So, I mean, unless they completely screw the pooch on uh, the story for me, the game's a 9 out of 10. All and right. so far, the story's been really interesting. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but the game mechanics are very similar, just slightly you know, modified a few new things from God of War 2018. The level design is very similar to God of War 2018. Um you know, and, and and basically those are the reasons why I give it a nine out of ten instead of a ten out of ten, like I gave God of War twenty nine uh, twenty eighteen. So so Ragnarok is is basically uh, another God of War game without changing the formula very much. And if you absolutely loved the formula, like I did, you're gonna love it. Is this Norse gods this time? Yeah, yeah Norse gods still. Uh, oh, it was okay. in God of War twenty eighteen. So. Okay. And so if you if you didn't like God of War 2018, which I can't imagine why someone wouldn't like it, but if you didn't like that, then you're not going to like this one. But, you know, that's how game series go anyway, so that's nothing new. But uh, it just it feels its age 
a little bit in the level design because there's a lot of uh, you know larger areas and then you explore and you go through a tunnel or a, under a bridge or something and that's basically covering up the loading screen getting to another another area there's you know it's there, it's just a bunch of interconnected uh, semi-large areas and you're definitely being pulled through the direction of that the game director wants you right. to play so, so not like, this new open world craze. no it's it's right. not I, I i would even say it's not even quite wide linear um it's still quite directional in the in the ways you have to go there's side quests and stuff like that but you're just going back through areas you've already been through right uh to accomplish those and that's the reason i give it a nine out of ten i think if the, if this series wants to mature um it's going to have to be more interactive and more open. There's the game is beautiful, um, but you can tell that a lot of it is set dressing. You can't interact with a lot of the stuff that you see. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> you're walking down a hallway where you can see out the windows to all this stuff out there. And you're like, man, that's really cool. I want to go. Over. Oh, there's a window. This is a clear. You know, a plexiglass hallway where you can't get, you can't go right or left very far. Kratos-proof windows. Yeah, exactly. Kratos-proof <laughs> windows. Um, and the only re the only way to to fix that would be to open the game up and make it open world. And I just don't think they would be able to do that on the PlayStation Four with the CPU limitations and things like that. So uh, I ex I expect this to be solved the next game when they're not trying to do a cross gen. I was going to say, do you think that they handicap them, like kind of handicap themselves by trying to still make this available on PS4? Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh. They, and they were clear that the PlayStation 4 version of this game was the target. They wanted the hmm. PS4, they wanted it to basically be the swan song of the PS4. Like, this is us running this machine to the seams, you know, the best that, the best that you're ever going to see it. And uh, it's going to run great. And it does. It runs great on the PlayStation 4 and the F PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, as a result, there's you know it's a two it's a dual-edged sword. On the PS5, it doesn't look a whole ton better, other than resolution bump and some extra particle effects and things like that, uh, some higher resolution textures. But as a result, you get a uh, uncapped frame rate, you know, up to 120 hertz. Right, I was gonna say it just kind of removes the ceiling, right? Going yeah. to the PS5 removes that removes the ceiling. frame rate ceiling yeah. stuff like that. Actually, I don't think I don't think you get a 120 hertz. I, no, you do. Yeah. yeah. They offer a one, I'm pretty sure, a 120 hertz, uh, a 30 hertz. No, I don't think they offer a 120 hertz, actually. I don't think they do. Yeah, you get a 30 hertz for... It's an unlocked mode that goes up to like 80, 90-ish yeah, for BRR TVs. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have that mode, which the resolution stays around 1440p for that. On the 30 frames per second mode, the resolution stays almost locked at 4K and you get 30 frames per second. And then there's the mode that I play in that I think is by far the best one, where you get all the eye candy of the 30 frames per second mode, but it locks it at 40 frames per second. And then if you're on, you can only use this mode if you're on a 120 hertz TV. And then it, cause then it updates every third frame on 120 hertz mode. So it's nice and smooth still, but it's uh, much more responsive and uh, better input latency and stuff versus the 30 hertz mode. So, 
uh that's that was a great success it usually stays between 1800p and 4k on that on the resolution for that one it looks it looks great so this really well, sounds like just a continuation of god of war one not oh, really is. a two but like it, a 1.5 yes. that's a great way to describe it yeah it's it is it is a straight you know basically a straight continuation the story leaves off very very close to where you ended at the first one and for me, I don't have a problem with that because I loved the other one so much right. that I just want more of that. But objectively, I can see where they had some missed opportunities because they had to try and make it for the PS4 uh, and the PS4 Pro because the install base on those machines is absolutely massive. So they'd be cutting out a big market segment if they put it only on PS5. But I really hope we're starting to see the tail end of that cross-gen stuff because it's it's really holding back the games that choose to be cross-gen. Xbox does not, this too, right? Like Xbox has done this too, right? We're trying to play down to the Oh Xbox yeah, for sure. One. Well, it's not even only it's not even necessarily the Halo. console manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Uh Modern Warfare 2 did that. That's on everything from the first version of the Xbox 1 up to Xbox Series X. And you can see the sacrifices that they had to make to make it run on Xbox 1 are huge. You know, just because that machine is so much less powerful than the Series S or the Series X. So, since this game really isn't different than the first God of War, it's just killed my desire to want to play it. Which is weird because I loved the first God of War. Dude, it's awesome. And I thought the story was excellent. But since it's been four years, I don't remember the story. And I think, oh, I've already played God of War. So, why do I need to play it again? Trust me. You will, you will have a blast playing through it. You, you should definitely uh, do that because it is—it's a nine out of ten game. The only thing keeping it being from being a ten out of ten game is innovation. There just wasn't much innovation done. So, anyway, there's that. Uh, Jaren has game review too. Uh, it's for a not very good game about a blue hedgehog. Uh, it's called Sonic Frontiers, Wasn't and here some, is his review like, in progress. Sega or something or some other old system. Huh? I didn't know. Oh, it was, they, I thought it was just a movie. Yeah, I thought it was just a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sonic Frontiers, it it's actually surprised me quite a bit. Um, this game has come out on the Switch, as well as the uh, Xbox One, PS4, up through current-gen consoles, as well as PC. I'm playing it on the PC, and uh, technically... It's not a disaster. It's just But it's baffling. close. Did you no, put no. It, it's you not put it close. <laughs> it's not a disaster. It's not close to a disaster. It's just baffling. Did you like, put it on your elements... Steam Deck and then play it like the old Game Gear? No, no. Oh. Oh. You definitely should do that. Why would I do that, Owen? To have nostalgia. We just talked yeah, about Yeah, wasn't this. that your favorite? Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh. Yes. Actually, uh, I, I did put the Game Gear Sonic the Hedgehogs on my Steam Deck. Mm. Yeah. I don't even did know you, it, but you, you haven't, but you haven't played them yet. I, I've poked around. Oh, what would you oh, do with yeah. that? The screen's so big, you'd actually be able to see what Sonic yeah. is doing compared to your game, game. game. That doesn't sound like fun at all. Yeah, I know. And the battery, <laughs> and the battery. Probably anyway, um, <laughs> so there's elements of this game that graphically just look terrific. Uh, the lighting system is extremely good, and there's times where it's like this feels like a modern game, which is usually out of the ordinary for a Sonic title. Mm-hmm. True. Um, because they're usually way behind. Um, and like the model, the character models, they look good. Like I said, the lighting looks fantastic. Um, however, there's just certain things that it feels like any reasonable human would have caught these prior to launch. Um, for one thing, the menus are not in 4K. It's 1080p. 
it looks super blurry on a 4K monitor or TV. And uh, how hard would it have been just to scale up the fonts and graphics for a 4K TV? (laughs) Um, Getting around the menus just suck. Um, Usually when you switch tabs in a menu, you know, it automatically switches. You have to push the switch tab button and then A to select the tab. What? And then A again to... to go into that actual tab. <laughs> Who invented <And> this? <laughs> after hours of playing this game, I still can't get used to it. I'm like, oh, crap. So, uh, yeah, that's that's also baffling. It's only 60 hertz on the PC, oh. which is extremely old-fashioned and weird. There are 120 hertz mods you can do, but it breaks some of the levels in the game. So, it basically, you know, don't do it. Um, there are a few uh, videos in the game, as games typically have. Um, but they are, I swear they're encoded in 720p, low oh, bitrate 720p. Pre-rendered videos. Yeah, pre-rendered videos. It's There's macro blocking all over yeah. the place. It's blurry. And then when it gills to the game, it looks 50 times better. Like, what were you guys thinking? I almost um, feel like that's a normal thing lately. Like, anytime it shows pre-rendered videos on, on modern consoles and modern PCs, it hardly ever looks as good or better than the in-game graphics. You know, right? It just seems like they're uh, people are dropping the ball on that for some reason. Maybe it's a nowadays, space thing because yeah, yeah probably. But like nowadays with space. with graphics hardware being so robust, I mean, you don't even need to do pre-rendered videos no, anymore. I agree. Um, the story is meh, but no one's playing a Sonic game for the story, so I'll give that a pass. <laughs> oh, um, wait, that's not how stories and games work. <laughs> This story sucks, but nobody cares about this story, so it's fine. It's like playing a Mario game for the story. I read it for the article. You're not going to play a Mario game for the story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just like Owen reads it for the articles. I read it for the articles, man. (laughs) Um, And then this one's been widely reported, but the pop in, it's both good and horrible. Um, Like, there's elements of the game where you look far in the distance, there's uh, shadows very far in the distance, which look great. Uh, there's decent lods for, for many objects of the game. Like the trees look good. Grass looks good far away. Um, but there's like, uh, these rails all throughout the Island and springs and boxes and stuff. And they just pop in like 10 feet in front of you. It's, it's crazy. So you're, you're running along as Sonic does. Cause he's a fast hedgehog and they suddenly just pop in right in front of you. And they, they need to figure that out because it is very distracting for the game. It's not game breaking by any means. None of these problems are game breaking is they're just immersion breaking yeah yeah i mean as long as you're um, super coded in nostalgia like you are it's just you just play through to keep going right uh nostalgia typically doesn't get me going on sonic it nostalgia will will make me load it and play it for about five minutes and like no i I don't know the game sucks yeah yep however onto the good sonic frontiers is a an extremely fun game and it's surprised me, actually. I didn't think I'd like it this much. Um, typically, like, like I just said, normal Sonic games, not that great. Sonic goes fast, but it really doesn't feel like you're controlling Sonic. You're kind of like on this on-rails type yeah, experience. Agreed. Where you push like a bumper and you go left and right, you know, kind of like a glorified um, temple run type game that's on. I love those games. <laughs> you, might, you might like the old Sonic games. I want to see but Sonic Frontiers is not this. Like you're fully in control, and it is a blast running around the island at top speed and being able to fully control it. And uh, it's 
it's kind of open world, but to me, it's more like wide linear. Um, the, there's different islands and each island is, feels kind of like a stage, like a very wide stage. And within these, this, these islands, there's these temples kind of like on link to the power breath of the wild. Um, but you go into these temples and it's an old fashioned Sonic generations level that you do. So you're like going through the green hill zone, either 3d or 2d. And, uh, you try to, gather so many rings and find the stars or whatever but the real challenge is getting through them as fast as you can and that takes a lot of mastery actually and it's very fun perfecting that and so like you have this mix of this open world stuff with these awesome giant bosses kind of like shadows of the colossus style bosses Hmm. are just huge and then you have these old-fashioned sonic levels in the middle of them which are also really fun and uh, unlike other open world games where you're just, you know, exploring, trying to find collectibles, there are collectibles in this game, but it doesn't feel like a chore because you, there's fun platforming things you have to do to get them, usually. Um, sometimes they're, like, super easy, but majority of the time there's, like, these cool platforming puzzles that you have to do to be able to get these power-ups. And that's fun too. And so, like, there's really nothing about this game that isn't fun to me that really bothers me. Um, it's a shame that these baffling technical decisions are yeah, there. Mechanics. If, yeah. yeah, if they weren't there, I'd give this game a perfect ten. I'm just oh, having a blast with wow. it. And kind of uh, feels like it has a lot of all the old parts, like kind of and some new stuff. Like you can, yeah, like, if you want to go to these like, temples and beat these older levels and feel the pure nostalgia and platforming, you can go do that, and you can run around on the island. That's cool. Like it's a super super fun platforming game. I'm enjoying it more than um, Super Mario Odyssey, which is a great game, obviously. But um, I I hope that they'll fix these other issues. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. With it, it's a review in progress. I'm still in the middle of it. So at, at this point, I would give it an eight and a half out of ten. And uh, I, I would recommend it. Some people out there don't don't like it, so read their reviews if, if you're on the fence. But uh, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. Well, uh, luckily for anyone that wants to pick it up, it's already dropped down to like thirty bucks for Black Friday <laughs> on the consoles. Nice. <laughs> Wario sixty four said price drop got to go fast or something like that. Yeah. So price there you go. go. Fast. All right. 8 out of 8.5 out of 11. I mean 10. Uh let's see. What else we got? We got some uh Owen's got some uh Nintendo uh or Epic. Which one do you want to talk about first? Some some um, corporate talk update. You know, the Epic one is the Epic one's pretty good. This is going to okay. get Jaren fired up uh, Epic versus Apple. Um who forgot so, that was still going on? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, exactly. They're still <laughs> the, you know, like I said, we're, they're still hair pulling and scratching and you know, they're they're still there doing whatever. So Epic is striking back at Apple. Um at, so they're still in litigation. They're they're um you know, they're going back and forth. They're they're taking it to the next court of appeals and all that. They're appealing the, the decision. Um but in all of this, it's, this is the best part is that they're saying that basically Epic is saying they want to be able to, people should be able to sideload. If not mm-hmm. sideload, um, then developers should be able to push users to be able to go off off site 
and purchase the credits for cheaper or for a price that Epic controls, right? right. Therefore, Epic gets to have more control over the how much they get because everything you buy through the Apple Store, Apple gets that cut, right? Whatever yep. that is. 30% right off yeah. the top. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, if you're not going to let us sideload in the app and let them buy it outside, you know, then you at least got to let us kick them out to another website so we can manage the in-game purchases, right? Well, um, in defending, I just want to read this part. Security is the, quote, Apple difference. That's the quote. <coughs> in defending Apple's position, their lawyer, Mark Perry, uh, he said the restraints on iOS app distribution were put in place from the beginning to protect iPhone users based on its experiencing managing, managing software security and privacy on Macs. Apple decided it did not want the phone to be like a computer. Computers are buggy. They crash. They have problems. They wanted. They the phone make computers. To... <laughs> My wanted... iPhone never does that. Oh, they're basically attacking the Mac OS Apple or the Mac OS App Store. <laughs> in defense, that's, that's, of... the, well, that's exactly. the funny thing. Whenever they try to do this defense, they're attacking they're, their own exactly. platform. Their, their Mac exactly. OS platform. They wanted the store phone is, to be is poopy. Mm -hmm. They wanted the phone oh, to yeah, be better. Trash. They say. If the Mac store, if the Mac store was an was equivalent of a lap belt, the iOS app store with its costly human review system is a six point racing harness. He said <laughs> it's safer. They're both safe because this like he, so this is the wait wait part. they're both goes, safe. I don't. Yeah, I'm he not goes, trying yeah, exactly. to say the other one's He's not like, safe. Oh crap! I don't want to get fired. They're <laughs> yeah. safe. It's safer. I mean, they're both <laughs> safe, but it's safer. <laughs> and uh, and so um, they. They argue, Epix is saying, you know, your walled garden just keeps out competition. And it's just a convenient excuse to act this way. That, you know, you're saying that it's for security. You're saying that it's because it's the experience. But really, we both know that it's 30% right off the top. Oh, yeah. Right? And uh, he says, I want to find the part where he talks about it being for scammers. Here it is. Um What's, he says, while Epic argues that this walled garden keeps out competition, Perry, their their lawyer, says, what what's kept out by walled gardens is fraudsters and pornsters and hackers and malware and spyware and foreign governments. Yeah. Those are all kept out. Yeah. Did they say pornsters? Pornsters. I, you know what? That's well, a, I don't know what that is, but get it out of there. But get, get out of here. <laughs> I'm a pornster. So. Yep. So. <laughs> so Providing superior user safety, Perry said, is a key non-price feature that helps set the iPhone apart from its Android-based competition. Users who want a more open system for the Epic is fighting for can already go get an Android. Get, go, go, scram. Just go, go do if, that then. If you, would like, if you would like to have that, that <laughs> you can go get an Android. Go yeah. then. Get out of our walled garden. Your membership is revoked. Become a green bubble. Well, we Good didn't day, want sir. you anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's what they're saying. <laughs> and so they're basic. And Epic's like, you know, this is just a convenient excuse to rake in uh, tens of billions of dollars and and cut cut out the competition. Right? It's harder to it's harder to get that approval to to be on the App Store, and it's you know, and you got to make and you got to have a better product, right? Because you got to make more sales to make up for it. So, um, but they you know they did bring up the Disney app store, they brought up some other potentials because Apple wants a piece of those. Right. And, uh, anyway, just Disney app store. Uh, no, it says, uh, Goldstein. So this is the, this lawyer for Epic. He brought up a, 
potential Disney App Store on iOS. Mm. So it's a so basically allowing the Disney App Store within. Remember, because Epic again wanted to say, well, just let us put our launcher on there. Yeah, you know, and then but it was it was not it was it was not so. They're they're not happy with it. So, um, but they, so yeah, I'm I'm still bitter that Apple won't allow uh, XCloud on there. Microsoft mm-hmm. uh, cloud streaming. Yep, because just, they can't, just because use the web app, Jaren. Yeah, everyone knows that's a substandard experience. <laughs> yeah. and, it's, sure. and and they say it's for protection, but really, you know that that keeps you within that space because if as soon as they le- allowed a launcher like that, you know, then you could get out and and have your way. Uh, yeah, and what if? Um, I mean, Apple has current leadership, but future leadership. What if they decide to lock it down even more right. and boot other people off the App Store? Right. I mean, right? They're deciding- lock it down more. And that's that was one of the arguments from you know months past. It's like Apple knows best. That's what they said. We know what's safe and we know what's good for you. And, and what I mean by that is like uh, boot other types of apps that are currently on the App Store right now. Like I don't know, maybe remote desktop apps. Right. No more mm-hmm. remote desktop apps. Oh, okay. You know, gotcha. they they shouldn't be able to have that sort of power, in my opinion. Yeah, they decide. They decide. Yeah. So, well, to that end, where where do you draw the line? Like, where does it where does it switch from? A person or a company created this thing, so they have control over it as a private entity. Entity, and where does that line draw? Where all of a sudden it becomes, this is, this needs to be you know, yeah, unregulated think- or more regulated by a higher authority than the government than the uh the company itself and i think that'll come down i think that's exactly the core of this right because it'll come down to what they can prove in court because it's a convenient at one level yeah it's their prerogative to make create a safe experience for all their users and their phones don't have problems and the people don't get hacked and whatever but at the same time that's pretty convenient that they're also while they're at it very anti-competitive right Right. like it's also cutting out like jaren said they can change the rules at any minute and if you don't play ball your app's off the off the play store because you're not quote safe anymore right so like that's and that can be super anti-competitive particularly around an app that maybe competes with i don't know itunes or something 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 they make you know and i think the argument that they created the, the device isn't a particularly good one and I'm going to butcher this history because um, I don't know it very well. But like the was it AT and T who had a monopoly on mm-hmm. phone service for the longest time? Yeah. Um, if they invented the technology, does that mean that they can have this monopoly until the end of time? Right. I don't think so. Well, it, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is where 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 do we draw the line and say okay, this is bigger than just your right. company now. This is bigger than yeah. just the thing you created, yeah. and 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 you can't treat it like you know, like this anymore. I think it'll be if they can prove that it's truly anti-competitive, that Apple has done something to undercut a competitor. That'll really tie the case. <laughs> hard, you know? hard to prove that though, when hard Apple does yeah. everything from the creation of mm-hmm. the hardware to the software that runs right. on the hardware, you mm-hmm. know, cause there have no, there was never any competition there to begin with. Right. Well, been... I think there's plenty of evidence of them, strong arming like small app developers out mm-hmm. yep um and I, I i can't think of any particular examples but i i have seen examples you know in the past when this was a hot topic of um, smaller developers 
Apple delaying their app in the app store and then them finding out the Apple ha- app Apple had a similar app coming out like mm. soon thereafter. That's right. the kind of stuff that might yeah. yeah, might be able to help make a case. Well, it was under security review by our in-person review, you know, so Yeah, it just took a long time. That's just took the nature of the beast. If they would have yeah, if they would have submitted it earlier, it would have come out before ours. It's not anti-competitive. Yeah. So yeah, they're still they're still going at it. So I guess we'll is see how- uh, Google and Android still involved in this as well, or is it? Yeah, I don't think they are. I think I mean more, more just set them saying um, you know getting more information about what Android what you can do on Android. But they haven't been they haven't been pulled in more in this part. They're basically appealing the um, verdict that came down or the decision that was made a few months ago. Right where um, that. Apple felt like they won and Epic felt like they won. And, yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Yeah, so. <laughs> How long has that been going on for now? Over a year. I want to yeah. say mm-hmm. probably close to two, I bet. Yeah, and wow. this appeals ruling is not expected to kind of wrap up until sometime next year. So, yeah. anyway. Ah. Follow hm. along if you want to watch the drama. I mean, there's so much drama to watch everywhere now. You can go to Twitter, you can. <laughs> Everywhere you turn. There you go. Yeah, speaking of Twitter, let's talk about that for a little while. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Next topic. (laughs) Uh, What's the... uh, You have some Elon Musk uh, stuff here, Jaren. Is that Twitter related or is that just Elon Musk? It's just Elon Musk. It's fun. It's not really news, but it's fun. Let's talk about that and then we'll talk about, uh, you know, how people at Twitter feel about him. (laughs) Uh, there's this uh, fun little game on the newrepublic.com. Newrepublic.com. Uh, it, who said it? Elon Musk or Mr. Burns? Oh, I love yeah, this. I heard this. This, this is funny. great. Because it's surprising. Yeah. No, it is. So uh, I'm going to go through each of these questions, and we're all going to decide if this is Elon Musk or Mr. Burns. Uh, hold on. I have to pre-do the quiz so I get the answers. All right, here we go. Uh, oppression and harassment are a small price to pay to live in the land of the free. Burns. Oh, please tell me that's Burns. Yeah, Burns. <laughs> that's Burns. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's not the only time you're going to say that, Tony. No, probably not. The politicians and unelected bureaucrats who stole our liberty should be tarred, feathered, and thrown out of town. Burns. I'm going to say that's Musk. Go uh, Musk on that one. I don't think that I don't think I don't, that's Mr. Burns because Mr. Burns doesn't care what the politicians do. But he, he would just say does whatever he wants anyway. Feathered. That's Musk. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wow. <laughs> if there was a way that I could not eat so I could work more, I would not eat. Elon Musk. Yeah, that's Musk. Yeah. I should be able to run over as many kids as I want. <laughs> that's Mr. Burns. <laughs> that's Mr. Burns. <laughs> I hope he says must, though. Give me that. That's my lesson for taking a vacation. Vacations will kill you. Uh, Mr. Burns. Musk. That's Musk right there. I say Burns. That's it's Musk. Musk. Yeah, Is when he really? took off his shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys, did did you guys ever right. see that? They kept oh, comparing my. him to like to a, a cyber truck? whale and no, stuff they, like that. They, tr- they built him out like the cyber truck. It was... <laughs> 
<laughs> with like, oh my gosh, that's like the best picture I ever saw. He is, was he is a pale dude that with is a weird sure. body shape, like with a weird upper body. I mean, I'm not one to you know. Oh I'm no, I'm not going to point. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with upper bodies. It's no, it's just the <laughs> the way the angle of the camera was. It, he looked like angular, very angular. It was. Ah. Owen, it was Owen likes bizarre. his men perfect. All that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No musk for me. Well, no, all right, that's, that's it. Everyone, take your shirt off. We're going to compare now. Let's not do that. <laughs> oh, and James isn't here. He'd be so <laughs> <Yeah>. jealous. <laughs> He'd already have his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, two more, two more. Uh, family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. What? That's got to be musk. <laughs> musk. 100%. Yeah. Burns. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. okay, I got. Okay, at least it wasn't real, I guess. <laughs> All right, last one. I would tell those people they will get to see their families a lot when we go bankrupt. Uh, musk. Musk. No, Musk doesn't think he'll go bankrupt. It's Burns. No. It's musk. It's Musk, oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's used we're going bankrupt a lot of times to motivate his uh, workers yeah. to say Tesla yeah. especially and SpaceX. That was yeah. a crazy beginning. Okay, so this one truly uh, baffled me. If you take advantage of a situation in some way, it's your duty as an American to do it. Oh, if you can take advantage of a situation in some way, it's your duty as an American to do it. Burns, that's Burns. Come on, Musk. Uh, I say Musk. Uh, I'm going to go with Burns. It's Burns. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. That was a fun but, game. But yeah. But I was but I was really on the fence about that one. Yeah, like, I was, I was like I was like, you know what? I'm going to say Burns cuz I want it to be Burns. <laughs> right. But I think Musk actually said it. Oh, nice. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh so let's talk about Twitter uh and their and the workers update. Uh so, uh oh, I my why is my computer now? I got to find the article because I just realized it put the wrong article on there. Um, Best Black Friday TV deal. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, what the heck? <laughs> well, I think Elon intervened here. He must have because yeah. that's definitely not what I here. Forget about your problems. Here's deals <laughs> Look on at some TVs. <laughs> is it the Twitter hit with mass resignations one? Uh, no, it was one after that. Uh, Somebody needs to make a website that just has, instead of the, it's been zero days since the last accident, just like today we've had this many employees leave. Yeah, yeah. seriously. So the article was originally, and it looks like they've, looks like they've, uh, I think they might've dumped it and added a new one. It was um, a bait and switch. That's what they did. They just took your, that's what it feels like your link. So the article originally was talking about how Musk was uh, talking about further layoffs after the people, they had a mass resignation of like 1,200 people, which was after he laid off half the the workforce. Um, Maybe that's it. Oh, that's the, no, I just, that's the one I just posted. That's the one I think that they... They changed no, because now I don't see it on there anywhere. But apparently now he's reversed it. That's what I mean. You know, it's it's been a few hours. What's changed? Yeah. You know, I mean everything. Ridiculous. Everything so, has. So according to uh, you know reports and things like that from uh, within Twitter, we already know this. He wants all of his. Uh, workers to be committed to an extremely hardcore work ethic blah right. blah blah or get out 
you know, yeah, or get out, basically. And they but, got out. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he laid off half of the workforce, uh, which ended up causing a whole lot of weirdness and, and funny fallout. Oh, like the, tro- the trolls, the two trolls that just got empty boxes and, like, oh, wandered was... around inside of Twitter. Yeah. Even, even Musk congratulated them. He was, mm-hmm. like, best troll ever. Um, but... There, he, he laid off the guy that was in charge of the uh, security badge access to the headquarters. <laughs> and then the security badge access broke. And so he awesome. had no one to fix it and didn't. <laughs> and had to. That was why they sent an email out a couple of days ago or last week that basically said uh, all of the offices are uh, no longer letting anyone in till further notice. And it's because the security badge stuff was broken. So Is that also why. In that same email, he's like, come here at 12 p.m. or whatever and show me your code. So he was hoping someone could <laughs> come somehow fix it. Fix it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, this latest article says he's now going to start uh, hiring more people yeah. Overboard. again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it just depends on the day and which direction the wind is blowing on if they're firing would go, people would you go back people would you go back no way would, not I unless not unless i had somehow completely overextended myself and uh had to have money right now right would i would i go back and then start looking while you're back right? oh yeah 100 percent. Right. i would it would be like <laughs> like half half do the work half look for another job mm, i mean man. this this isn't too different than how he's run spacex and tesla in the past he's threatened bankruptcy in in both of those companies Mm -hmm. he's like pulled extremely hard extreme hour propositions um like famously he slept at at the tesla factory for a couple days and like during that time he's like you guys need to be hardcore just like he's doing with twitter right now yeah and he's firing anybody that talks bad and he's which we call consolidating power right so in in politics and crap like that when you're when you're moving to authoritarian I mean, the first thing you'll see is some you'll see a leader start to consolidate power basically remove any type of obstacles or naysayers let's hope yeah. he never runs for office mm. well he can only go so high because he's not a natural born US citizen if I recall. But he could do a lot of damage still. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> he was biased. But yeah, I think he can do just as much damage just being a rich guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Being True. insanely rich. Uh, there, <laughs> I saw this. Uh, one of my friends shared this the other day. Um, was it today? Might have been yesterday. Anyway, um, it was. Uh, it was after Musk had his poll about letting back Donald Trump onto Twitter. And I guess for however however many people voted ended up on like fifty two percent yes, forty eight percent no, or fifty one forty nine somewhere somewhere around there. But he said, you know, he's going to allow Trump to reactivate his account and start posting on Twitter. <laughs> and apparently, supposedly, uh, Donald Trump has said he's not going to come back to Twitter. Uh, you know, but he I, said say, I thought he, I thought he did challenge. He's yeah, no, yeah. he hasn't yet. He's he's definitely said <laughs> things like that before in the past. Like if I lose the 2020 election, you'll never hear from me again, and yeah. uh, things like that. But he's on Truth Social, obviously, because he owns that one or or 
has a controlling interest. And he posted this. It says, this is straight off of his uh, Truth Social. Elon rolled out the red carpet and is begging me to return to the failing Twitter. But Truth is special. We've got the best ratings of any social media platform. Elon thinks about me noon and night because he needs me more than I need him. He craves Trump so much he could taste it. It's fun to watch him grovel at my feet. Hey, Elon, I'll come back when you call me daddy. What? He's, wow. That's, when you call me, he actually... Hang on, I gotta look this up. <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised. No. No. I shouldn't be surprised. Truth Social is at a 3.9 if we're talking about reviews and ratings. <laughs> highest. It's the highest rated. Highest, highest ever. Highest. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> well, in other, in other Twitter news, Kathy Griffin's been unbanned. Oh, that's she, good. There yeah, you go. So. She can she doesn't, continue she no longer has trolling to use her, him now. Yeah, she no longer has to use her dead mother's Twitter account <laughs> to get back on the platform. Oh. Too funny. So, yeah, there's the, there's your latest Twitter update. Uh, it's just... Uh, I don't think apart. it's going... It is, but I don't think it's ever... I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. But, man, it is just, like, on the ground in convulsions yeah it's at in this a re- point it's a, if it were a, a human re- body it's at a reset right it's the point yeah. where you've done so many mods that you're like we just need to reboot <laughs> it's just a, gonna, we need to <laughs> fresh install we need yeah a fresh, fresh install of well, this I, game I, you know like when you've done that to skyrim a couple times exactly <laughs> you know when you're digging through the registry and you're like doesn't look important delete delete <laughs> that also yep and all of a sudden you're like oh i needed to do a backup or a restore of this bad boy uh oops <laughs> All right, uh, let's move this along with um, talks of back, uh, dipping briefly back into video games, a Streets of Rage movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the John Wick creator, actually. So this could be good. Um, the story isn't anything special, Streets of Rage. Awesome games, obviously, from mm. Genesis and Streets of Rage 4. is one of my favorite games in the last couple of years. It's just awesome. Um, but the, uh, the, the atmosphere, like the, the setting of Streets of Rage is really cool. And I think that could translate well to the big screen. Um, and if they, they, they have to have grand upper in there a couple times in the movie to really make me happy. Is that a, who would you want cast in the movie is the question. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that is a good question. Who could be, uh, what's, what's gr- wait, what's grand upper? Is that a move? Grand upper. Yeah. That's uh, oh. what Axel says. Okay. And who's the big guy that only has like overalls and one on that's gigantic? That needs to be oh, the guy that played the mountain Max? from Game of Thrones. Mm. Half Thor Bjornsson? Max. Yeah. He needs he to be that guy. He has one big arm and one small arm? What did no. you say? <laughs> no, he has like, so, he, he only wears just, like uh, overalls and only one overall is always... Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Okay. Not just the arms, his clothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a big feller. He could do that. Axel Blaze Max. I think it's Max. Anyway, no release date for the movie, and uh, it probably won't be good, but here's hoping. If they just lean into making a fun action movie, that's all it needs to be. Especially it doesn't John need to be Wick anything. Style. Yeah, it's just like John Wick is. It doesn't need to be anything special. Um, John Wick is, I would say, the kind of exception to the rule where 
it's a really fun action movie, but also somehow they've snuck a bunch of lore into there that makes you interested in that right. world. I was going to say, they put a little bit of, they put some story in that. that yeah. Be like, oh, little heart. And so, uh, but they, but they don't even need that if they want this, they could just make a fun action movie with some good one-liners and you know, it, John Wick pretty fine. much is Streets of Rage. Yeah, they could it, just mm-hmm. they, they could just make a, John Wick rebrand it Streets right. of Rage, and it would yeah. you'd be there. Like they could just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle this. Just doesn't yeah. matter. No yeah, quality. Just no, just it, throw throw it out there. Call John it Streets with, Streets of Wick. Yep. <laughs> with just John Wick without vehicles, and I think you have it. Pretty pretty much. Yeah. 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 All right, let's see. Uh, let's talk about some Netflix uh, news here. Oh, the password sharing. They're getting serious about that. Uh-oh. Um, so they're, re- they're releasing a new feature. Before they, can, before they can start charging you, right? You know what their ultimate goal is. We can see what IP address you're connecting to. We can see that those are geographically very different. We know you're sharing your stuff. It's not it's not hard to see that. But before they could do that and drop the band hammer and say we're charging you now more what is it like 2 or 3 bucks more for a sharing account sharing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they need to give you a way an escape hatch, a way out so that they can't get anybody that's going to be like, "Well, I didn't know my account was being shared. You can't do that to me." And bunch backlash. So they are now letting you have a new management feature to access and see where your devices are connected. And uh, and this will let you as the customer manage access um, all with all the devices that are associated with your account. So you can finally kick off an X that uh, is, you know, logged You want to know how you kick someone off your Netflix account? Just change, change the password. Change the password. It's not that hard. Yeah. How new so, is this supposed to be? It's not new. It's just... I, they, I, like I said, they just have to give people a heads up. Like we gave you a chance, you know. Uh, but but it, but in a blog post, Netflix says, "Hey, we're you know we're we're showing this feature as a way to log out of a device that you might have you might add your account to while traveling." And I'm like, I just had to do that. It already has the feature called Sign Out Everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. now, but now, it, I guess you can specifically sign out of one device. Yeah. Well, it already. Like I already do that on my account, like mm-hmm. just device wise. It doesn't say like, well, this one's in Maryland, this one's in yep. Maine. It doesn't say that, but I know right. whose devices are whose. I did have one case where it was like, okay, we did share. I mean, a friend of mine shared the password mm-hmm. at one point when we were traveling, but then we had some very like completely off the board watching, and it's like, have you been watching this? No, I'm not watching that. That's right. weird. Yeah, that's going to say you start seeing device. like, yeah, exactly. You'd be like, oh, f- continue watching Care Bears. Wait a second. Not Care Bears, it's Bluey. Come on. Bluey's oh, Bluey. the best. Oh, man, I just watched <laughs> like 15 episodes of that. <laughs> oh, biscuits. They're, they're so, yeah, oh, biscuits. They're so short and you just keep rolling through them and they're more for, I've decided Bluey is more for parents than it is for children. It's kind uh, of true. But it does that teach your intro children to be... is very catchy. Mm-hmm. And it, and it oh. teaches your children to be snarky towards you, which is a double-edged sword. It, it has been a double-edged sword for me. Yeah, same. Um, so anyway, you could, this is going to be available on the iOS and Android app soon. You'll be able to get in there, I guess, and see. I guess they're just letting you... They're unmasking the where 
or what specific devices like i we traveled to um mount rushmore and as we were leaving my wife's like oh i forgot to sign out of netflix on the tv and i was like oh no worries i'll just kill it when i get home and i did and it was a huge pain in the butt to have to go set that back up on all of our smart tvs on our devices my kids like have a tablet and like so it so I guess that's where a benefit, it, you could micromanage that a little bit better. So it would be good if the thing you're kicking off is someone who doesn't know your password. That'd right. be fine. But yeah. if someone knows your password and you want to kick them off your account, Just all they're going to the do is put the password back in yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. You have to change the password. Yeah, I wonder. This if is good ban- for Airbnbs, I think. Yeah, for yeah. Airbnbs, it'd be yeah. you know real good. I wonder if you can ban the device. I wonder if that would be a... You know, that would be cool. I don't know if you can on Netflix. I can on my router, but not on Netflix. Right. I wonder if you could like, oh yeah, this device because it has to pull a MAC address of that device too, right? So maybe you could ban it. I don't know. That would be cool. All right. Uh, let's talk about um, competition and why it's good for consumers. This is a short story. Um, Black Friday deals actually that uh we didn't mention i have seen and I, but i think it's a permanent change and i wouldn't be surprised if it is the new amd 7000 chips we're in 7000 now yeah, yeah. seven thousand chips have dropped in price dramatically and they now roughly cost the same as the intel counterparts just like we said that they were going to have to do they if they wanted done. to yeah. compete with mm-hmm. intel because intel yep. put out some good stuff this round and undercut AMD on the price, which might be the first time in the history of the those two chip giants fighting that Intel's had the more affordable options. Right. But uh, yeah, that has that has happened. AMD's answered at least for the time being with price cuts. The uh, 7950X can be found for under 570 bucks. So they're That's, saying. It. Black this. Friday, Black Friday, this is for you. And it's going to be like, It'll, hey, dear consumer, we've decided we love you so much. We're yep. just going to continue this on. Yeah, we're just going to keep at oh, these prices now. Smart. 570-ish uh, dollars for the 16-core, 32-thread Ryzen 9 7950X. The Ryzen 9 7900X, which is 12 cores, 24 threads, 473. Uh, the Ryzen 7 7700 is the 8-core, 16-thread. 348 that How one's a price drop are those like so that's a 50 dollar so? price drop the ryzen 9 the first one we talked about went from 700 to 570 so 130 dollar okay. right the 12 core 7900x went from 550 to 470 so you're looking at about 70 dollar price drop okay. and the 7600x which is your six core 12 thread that's going from 299 down to 250 so significant price drops and i feel bad for early adopters just like i always do because <laughs> i'm usually one of those i didn't this time but there's these the 7000 series is a new sock right is that the new first? socket am5 yeah. yeah yeah only supports ddr5 ram as well how long do you think it'll take nvidia to do the same on their 4080 uh honestly I, if i was nvidia i'd do it now <laughs> Right. <laughs> or it would be the day that the day the absolute day that the Ryzen 7900X and XTX launches I would I would do a price drop on that day and the early adopters would be so pissed. Oh man, they would be so angry. The only way the around five that, of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> the only way around that would be to throw some free games their way. You know, say, hey, if you've purchased yeah. a 4,000 series game or a graphics card, here's some free game codes. And that might appease some of them. But hmm. yeah, NVIDIA needs to needs to bring that 4080 down to around $1,000, if you ask me, so they can stay competitive. Huh. All right. Competition in the marketplace. It's a beautiful thing. Jaron, tell us about mushrooms. Uh, Hang on. I, this is the one you chose? <laughs> Jaron, tell, okay. us, tell us about mushrooms. <laughs> I thought we were uh, gonna, Magic we mushrooms were gonna... <laughs> can... This this has kind of been going around the... Uh, the uh, you want to know it's, why it's I chose it? going around, though. You've put you knew on, I wasn't ready. You've put it on, you put it on the <laughs> notes for three weeks in a row. You must really want to talk about magic mushrooms. No. So here we go. Oh, <laughs> why I think Landon, it on notes? Landon keeps copying it over. He does. He does. I didn't yeah. notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm he, owning the story right now. Anyway, uh, magic feels, mushrooms can alleviate good. a severe bout of depression when it is administered in a single dose, huh. but has to be combined with talk therapy. Mm. Um, and no, there's been like some research about this quite a bit the last couple of years, but start, f- finally starting to gain some steam. Um, so adults with depression, they were administered a 25 milligram dose of psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms. Um, and they experienced significant improvements in their mental health, both immediately and up to, and up for up to three months. Um, dang. Yeah. Kind of crazy. So that's interesting um, that they do it in one shot because in the past, all the articles I've seen talk about microdosing, where you do small, do- very small doses. Uh, but you said it was a combo with talk therapy, or what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said. Gotta have some Co- combined with therapy. Yeah, you gotta have some optimistic talking and you know happiness uh, feelings I'm, associated with it. I bet it's something like going back into memories and revisiting those a little bit more realistically. Right, that would make sense. Yeah, maybe yeah, the, the very maybe, little I. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe while they're on the magic mushrooms, it's creating some new pathways in their brain or reinforcing yeah. ones that or are good unbinding. that are already there. Right. Yeah. The, the extremely little I know about it, um, it makes your brain more elastic, mm-hmm. and if you're going through therapy while your brain is more elastic, more susceptible to. Uh, being able to be changed, then yeah, yeah I, I could see it. That makes sense. Totally helping. That's cool. I like that. Anything to help people with their mental stuff is a good thing in my book. Yeah. The interesting thing this article says is, um, the quote is, what people forget about psychedelics is that they were being used as med- medicines prior to 1971. Yeah. And they essentially got caught up in the drugs war. Right. We're just picking up the baton of history. Well, that's uh, heroin. Was a very very commonly used drug in the early 1900s for by doctors for like pain relief and stuff like that. And uh, well, well, not we so much know, anymore. And we all know that we all know that Coca Cola started out happy too. Yeah, so, so right. a little dose of cocaine yeah, in there. Just a little bit. Yep. <laughs> so, so I, all right. I really want to. I really want to hear Jaron talk about FTX though. Yeah, let's talk about FTX, oh, Jaron. Want to hear a finance guy get enraged about? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is more about corporate controls, which I am—I know intimately, since I'm an accountant. 
so what co- corporate controls is are procedures that people within the company do to make sure that fraud isn't happening. Yeah. Um, as were an example, any, were there any at FTX? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, oh. As an example is like when someone wants to be refunded, not just anyone can say yes to that refund. Like it has to be approved by a manager or something like that. And then there has to be reconciliations between accounts, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Anyway, um, the new CEO, which has administered many bankruptcies before, famously Enron, which was a huge uh, disaster, huge disaster in the early 2000s, which pretty much brought about (laughs) uh, Sox, Mm Sarbanes-Oxley, which is why we have so many corporate controls nowadays. Anyway, he's uh, the current CEO overseeing the dissolution of FTX. And he says that um, FTX suffered a complete failure of corporate controls. Um, Yeah. He said, despite his 40 years in the business of restructuring companies, he's never seen anything as bad as FTX. Never in my career career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy financial information as Mm -hmm. occurred here. From compromised systems, integrity, and faulty regulatory oversight abroad to the concentration of control in the hands of a very small group of inexperienced unsophisticated and potentially compromised individuals. The situation is unprecedented. Listen, inexperienced, unsophisticated and potentially compromised. They didn't know what they were doing. They weren't very smart and they were crooked. That's what he's saying right there. Yeah. (laughs) The lesson here, which should have been a lesson that we've learned time and time again over the last hundred years is if you're going to put your money into a business, you better know what that business is like. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys, so part of this is the new, so they're calling her Queen Caroline, the fake charity nerd girl. Um, she's vanished. She was there basically a math genius um, running all their books for Alameda, which was the sister company to FTX, right? The supporting, right. propping it up. Um, she's gone. disappeared linkedin like all of her social media accounts are starting to dissolve and just go away and uh and everybody's like where's she at we'd like to ask her some questions it is like that's that's the inexperienced part they're talking about there i mean the guy from enron is saying this is the worst thing i've ever seen (laughs) yeah can you imagine (laughs) i don't know i don't know what you where you go from there you want to know where she's at check the caribbean islands that don't have extradition and uh, see what you find there. That is wild. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one as as uh, more information comes to light because this is far from over. Oh man, they're saying that this could go from it's at a hundred thousand currently debtors. Well, um, I, I read that there's fifty debtors in particular that are owed three point one billion dollars total yeah. for just Oof. fifty of the debtors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, and there's already a hundred thousand as it grows. They're predicting this could go to a million. That if this wild. doesn't, if this does not cause or or lead to some sort of administrative action um, on crypto regulation and control, or, or there already is crypto regulation, but enforcement is where they lack. They're not. Right. They don't. They don't have the teeth really, or the know how uh, to do this. And similar to Enron, I think this is going to be the thing that causes. This extra some, regulation. Exactly, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. If Enron caused mm-hmm. socks, this will cause some other box Bitcoin. Yeah. 
Enron caused a whole accounting firm, one of the top five, Arthur Anderson, to completely dissolve, which is just insane. That's how yeah. bad Enron was. Wow. Um, it went all the way. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it makes sense why these these people at FTX were so inexperienced because anyone worth their salt would have understood that, hey, this company needs controls. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> how long, just out of curiosity, in your accounting education, uh, college and stuff like that, how long do you spend looking at Enron stuff? Oh, huge chunk. Big chunk of time. <laughs> Big chunk of time. Just dissecting but- that. When I was in school, though, Enron only happened like four or five years prior to me being there. And so oh. it was a, a lot more topical than probably it would be now. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's got to be the, the poster child of uh, yeah. discussing that kind of stuff in school. All right. Lightning round time. Here we go. Uh, I got a quick one here that is uh, interesting because this is affects or could possibly affect Everyone's smart devices. Um, apparently, AI assistants are uh, huge money losses. Well, for Amazon and Google, yes. Okay. They're selling their devices at a loss, whereas Apple, they're selling it for $100, their HomePod Mini. Well, yeah, but they also include it on everything that they sell. And yeah, so, as an additive. But as an, Alexa, as an additive. though. This is Alexa's only thing right it, it is, is and that's and there's go ahead they're, they're selling them at a loss they expected to make money from people buying more stuff on amazon with your voice yeah. which is a horribly flawed idea to begin with because who like wants to it. who wants a computer to randomly buy you something you say like you want to check it out you want to read the reviews yeah but that wasn't the point i thought they were just recording everything else they say they're not yeah (laughs) so that's i don't know if that's really a loss because they're investing in a sense so it depends on But how are they going to make money from that? yeah it depends on if they can monetize advertising yeah they're they're advertising and directly what you're looking for so it's simpler for them so conspiracy corner lang (laughs) thinks that that maybe this reporting is them trying to fool you into saying, yep. oh, this thing just doesn't make any money for us. And uh, you don't even worry about it because it's a loss leader. When in reality, hmm, maybe. Except Amazon, they're not really in the advertising game unless it's for themselves. Well, yeah, um, who else would they advertise and, for? And if, if you're putting advertisements on Alexa, how fast will people drop those? And go to a, to a different mm-hmm. service. No, no, no. It wouldn't be on Alexa. It would be anytime you open the Amazon app. It's all connected to your account. Anytime you open the Amazon app, anytime you have targeted ads, uh, they pay Google to target ads at you. You know, the whole you're, you're thinking too small. Because of your browsing, you would like this. Uh huh. Yeah. Because of what we heard you say to your wife in the in the uh, bathroom. We recommend we, a baseball bat. We recommend uh, a bidet. <laughs> baseball bat wow that is they're dark yes yeah <laughs> well according to this article uh, amazon alexa is on pace to lose 10 billion dollars this year just the amazon alexa division of amazon and uh but but the data they collect from that right like they're not doing anything with it that's the problem it's it's either creepy to use it for advertisements or they're lying or 
They're definitely yeah. lying. You have they're <laughs> conspiracy corner Owen joining <laughs> up. Conspiracy I'm corner, you, I've corner said, Ling. Yeah, I've said I've said some stuff. I've said some stuff, and I'm like, and I'm getting ads right after it. So it could be my phone. From where? No, from where? From in my in my. I don't know all the sites, all the ones that I've accepted, all the cookies. Jared. Everywhere, Jaren. All of them. My Google feed. Well, but Amazon start. doesn't have an advertising service to be able to do it's, that. Apparently, but does. they can give that information to someone else they that can. Sell, yeah, they're selling it, right? They just sell that data. Okay, then that would likely be illegal because it's doubtful that oh, yeah. it's in the they, EULA. Yeah, they've they've never they've never done that before, like with Ring, right? It. Like with Ring when they were secretly <laughs> giving conspiracy that to corner Tony. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like I mean, they got a track record of it, right? They were they were helping the people when they gave our Ring data to the police officers, and yeah. so they've got a they've got a history of being a little bit loosey goosey with loosey goosey with the data. What they deem is okay. So. Uh, it said here in the uh, first quarter of 2022, it is confirmed that they lost $3 billion uh, with the vast majority of that blamed on Alexa. So the vast majority of the $3 billion loss there. Uh, basically, this article just talks about how they don't know what to do, supposedly, with Alexa to, to monetize increase it. the prices on their smart speakers. That's, a, that's the... Alexa, be quiet. <laughs> that's the <laughs> <it's> listening. <laughs> that's the only thing that they can do, honestly, is uh, is start charging more for the hardware. Right. But yeah. that means as well that they're going to have to invest more money into the production of the hardware and make it a high enough quality that it, it, you want to buy it for something yeah. besides turning your lights on and off, which yeah. is the only thing I or use you, mine for. <laughs> or you start having to have a premium premium account, Amazon account to do the smart home stuff yeah to, they could to, they could start you know, charging to, for that like yep. if you go in if you go into the app you can see all the things you can do you can drop in you can make calls you can connect this thing mm -hmm. you can you can do recipes or schedules or whatever like you just start piecemealing that out and there i think you go. i think they might have had a better roadmap for this when they were trying to do cell phones a few years ago because they could have really just tied it all together that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, but since they service. gave up on that uh, because it didn't didn't pan out for them, they kind of have a missing piece to the circle there, and they can't connect it. Um, Google uh, basically expresses the same uh, identical problems with the Google Assistant, except they did get their phone out to market. You know? <laughs> yeah, they, they they put a few. They put more than two out, and uh, they continue to put them out um, each year with their Pixel line. So anyway, it's it's interesting. Uh, do I think that they're going to go away? Not anytime soon. Do I think that we might see less of a push for them? Uh, yeah, I think that we're probably going to end up seeing them, unless someone has a great big idea to monetize that uh, device or that software, then I think we're kind of we're going to see it plateau. I think we're going to see it move into cruise control, basically. I think Apple had it right. Just selling more the devices for, for, for well, more money. Well, what they what they came out with was they they tried to create a compelling piece of hardware, you know that that is a good uh, speaker, and yeah. then also an AI assistant instead of an right. AI assistant with a mediocre speaker. Right. 
and so it's it's a different kind Man, of. Uh, did those button did those buttons the auto bot stuff for you? Did those freak you out? I mean, you, not you, Tony, because you don't have kids, but like. I just imagined those buttons you could get that would automatically buy off Amazon for like paper oh. towels. I could just imagine my kid getting a hold of one yeah. and just <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> you have a truckload <laughs> of yep. paper towels showing They're up. They're like one dump truck of paper towels, sir. That'll be five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. We've automatically we've automatically we've automatically built your account. <laughs> You're welcome. Ding. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We'll see if anything changes on that. I doubt it, though. Jaron, what's your uh, What's your lightning round? LG just announced a 27-inch 1440p OLED monitor mm-hmm. that goes up to 240 hertz. Uh, now we're talking. Yes, and it costs a thousand dollars. Oh, that's kind of pricey. Pricey, but for 240, it's compared to the competition. Um, the QD OLED Alienware. Um, that one's an ultra wide, but it only goes up to 165 for the cheaper one and 175 for the more expensive one. It is QD OLED, but it doesn't reach 240 hertz like this LG. So how many hertz, well, before, you, how many hertz before you don't notice anymore? For like, me, like 144. Yeah, right. <laughs> 120 for me. Yeah, 120, 144. They're they're pretty much the same. Yeah. Well, no, this would be competing though with LCD panels that are 1440p and do 240 hertz and. They usually run like four hundred bucks. That's good for competitive gaming stuff, like right the smoothness, the speed. Yeah, yeah except like. OLED's response times, pixel response times, and That's, its overall latency is far superior. That's true. That's true. So I, I think it's worth a thousand dollars. Pricey, yes, but I, I think it's not out of the realm of of the market for what people would pay. I want to see a four K two forty hertz. That would oh, be cool. Yes. Yeah, yes, the, the next the monitor that will get me to upgrade would be a QD OLED 240Hz 4K monitor. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds tasty. Yep. All right. Owen, oh, what's your uh lightning round question? Well, this uh, is just uh, Nintendo being Nintendo. <laughs> so you know the Steam Deck, you can go and um you can modify that quite a bit. Um my buddy who got the Steam Deck updated his to be the Pornhub loading screen, like when he starts it up, the little <laughs> click, click, the splash screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. That- mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all all sorts of things you can do to mod the the Steam Deck, and uh, Nintendo is now issuing issuing those M- DMCA takedown requests against a the the Steam Grid um, DB site, where oh, you can go there and buy pre like. Um, not buy. It's free. Oh, it's free. You can get them for free. Yes. Um, so they're not so even making money now, off of it, yeah, and again. Nintendo's issuing DMCA takedowns. It's T- ridiculous. Classic yes. Nintendo. Because because they do not want you know they do not want the Steam Deck to be billed or advertised or even insinuated that it could emulate their old games, right? Because that's a big part of the Steam Deck, the emulation. Mm-hmm. Thing is, these pictures have nothing to do with the emulation itself. They're just. Mm-hmm. Or so just a wallpaper, they, yeah. basically. They, yeah, they just a loading yeah. screen that comes up as you're starting your Steam Deck. So Nintendo. No, it's it's not that. It's it's the actual like cover art for an emulated game. Oh. Steam Grid DB actually has art for any game out there. So if you happen to not oh. like the art, of, I thought it was uh, just the splash screens. No, no. If you happen to not like the art of a game in your Steam library, you can replace it with art from Steam Grid DB. Um, it's also very popular for emulators because. They, it doesn't come with 
cover art for the games. So you go to Steam Grid DB, download whatever game you want. That's what I did with my Steam Deck. When I I put on quite a few emulators, got got a lot of ROMs on there, and I use Steam Grid DB to get art for those emulated games. So it looks nice and pretty on my Steam Deck. So like when they open and stuff, it'll show that? Is that what that is? Yeah, like when you're browsing through your library, you see... see. You see, like F one, so but like these with are the posters nice, and stuff like that. Like yep. the met, this is like the metadata. Like if you're thinking, exactly. Plex, Plex and stuff like that. Yep. Anyway, yeah. So you know, just it's just what Nintendo does. Um, and I like in this article they combine combine Nintendo does with just does. So it's Nintendo does. Yeah. It's well, that's just what Nintendo does. That's from their old uh, those old uh, Sega commercials sega does what nintendo don't yep doesn't that's right yep oh yeah so yep there you go they're just they just don't they don't like it they're very 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 with six more varies after that protective of their ip to to a fault i would say i like the ad, the admin told ours i have there's no solid idea i why nintendo requests have been so targeted I don't know what goes on in their legal department. This <laughs> is crazy. It's All right, Lang, have you got spinning a wheel? Have you got any lightning stuff you want to add? Oh my gosh, lightning stuff? Probably not lightning, and maybe some other day I'll talk more about my job for fun gadgets that you guys will see in the future that we use with animals. Cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. Something to look forward to. You want right? to pimp your drinks? <laughs> not yet. We are. Okay. It's we're getting there. We're getting okay. there. So as everyone mentioned, whenever you're out in Oregon, come visit us in Sherwood. We're in the Portland metro area. We're hoping to open, hoping to open. There we go. <laughs> um, springtime. We're finalizing the location, and it is a memorable adventure starting up a franchise. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, congrats on that. That's really neat. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Lang. It's a pleasure. A little last minute. We're glad you could make it. Yeah, me too. And uh, to everyone listening, thanks so much for downloading us. Thanks for making it to the end. Have a happy Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you got to spend some time with friends and family. And, you know, if not, maybe you got to spend some time with us in your ear hole. And that's not so shabby either. But until next week, Owen, take us out. Hey. We hope you care. Gadget Spot.